LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Scott Sanders. I'm Derek Hanna. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel Center ministry every week. Just want to point you to a page. We know there's huge amounts out there at the moment uh, to help you navigate what is a really tricky season of life and church. Uh, we're trying to collate and pull together those on one page, on a COVID-19 page. Uh, I'm going to let Maddie tell you about that. If you're like the rest of us, you've probably felt overwhelmed and inundated with COVID-19 information. So we've created and pulled together countless resources to access in one spot, genevapush.com forward slash COVID-19. It offers resources on how to adapt and pivot in this new season, how to lead your church as a calm, non-anxious presence, how to care for the vulnerable, and how to keep the main thing the main thing and ensure evangelism stays front and centre. But for now, you press play on singleness during COVID. Who we've got today, we have uh, Danny Treweek with us today to help us think through singleness uh, and people who are single. Welcome, Danny. It's great to have you here. Now, just to introduce you, you're, an Angl- you're in Sydney, you're an Anglican minister. Uh, you, uh, you mentioned before three days ago, you, three days before lockdown, sorry, you submitted your PhD. Feels like it happened in a parallel universe. So, so much changed within like the three days of me submitting this thing that I'd been worked on for four years that it kind of feels like it happened an eon ago now. But yeah, yep, that's right. So mid-March, I submitted my um, PhD thesis for examination. So presumptively, we're going to call you Dr. Danny Drewick today. Uh, in the anticipation... <laughs> that, that would Reverend, be very Reverend Dr. Danny. Reverend Dr. <laughs> Danny. The I think you should writer. probably just call me Danny. Let's just go with Danny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a 15-minute podcast, so that will kind of be time off as well. That's helpful. Brilliant. Uh, but you, your PhD was on uh, singleness and the church. Uh, you yeah. also were involved and run a conference called Single Minded. So you've thought deeply into this area outside of COVID, but obviously COVID brings some particular challenges to people who are single. So can I ask, just as we start thinking through this, what are the unique challenges for single people right now? It's a really good question, but also a difficult one to answer because um, singleness, you know, is a very broad category. There's lots of different experiences and situations of being single um, as Christians, you know, there's people who are never married, but we've also got people who are single again through either divorce or, or widowhood. And within each of those categories, um, people's circumstances can be really very different. There are people who are single parents and have young kids at home. There are uh, widows who have been widowed for 30, 40 years and live alone. There's people who have never married who live in share houses, um, others who live alone like myself. And so it's, it's quite tricky to kind of say, to sum up sort of the unique challenges across the whole breadth of all of that. Uh, Having said that, I think by and large, the the one, as I talk to single Christians at the moment, the one thing that they're most anxious about, they're most concerned about is, is kind of an intensified sense of isolation. Um, Even those who perhaps live in share houses or those who have children at home, Um, there's a sense in which the isolation they feel of not having 
a partner to go through this extraordinary and very stressful season of life um, is very difficult. Uh, and I think people are worried about falling through the cracks and being forgotten. Um, I think another challenge, this hit me sort of the week after we went into almost lockdown, um, a bit before it got really strict, it just suddenly occurred to me when social distancing sort of came in and we were told keep a metre and a half, two metres away from each other, it occurred to me that as a single person who lives by myself, I couldn't sit on the couch next to someone. I, I couldn't physically be in space, someone else's space, and that is going to go on for the foreseeable future. I can't touch someone until the government actually says this is okay. Um, and that, again, was brought home to me this morning. A friend of mine sent me a Facebook message. She has just finished 14 days of quarantine because she'd been travelling overseas. She, so she was in her apartment where she lives alone anyway for 14 days without being allowed to see anyone. And she um, had some sort of plumbing issues and finally her quarantine was over. So she was able to get a plumber to come in, obviously, you know, involving all of that self-distancing that we need to do. But in this message, she said to me, I couldn't understand how emotional I was at suddenly having someone in my house in a good way, the plumber. <laughs> and for her, just having this stranger in her house was so emotionally intense. Um, and that just gave me an insight into what it must be like for some singles in particular, yeah. So at this time, what, what are you seeing churches do that are helpful? What can churches do that are helpful in the way they, they speak about this, in the way they act and care for people who are single? There's a big thing that churches can be doing at the moment. Um, and it's a, a longer-term thing and it's, it's more of a... It's less satis satisfying in the sense that it's not a practical solution um, and so we don't see the immediate outworkings of it. But I think that a ch the way that church members, church communities can be loving single Christians now is, this is going to sound a bit weird, uh, realising how much they miss them. You know, the world around us is saying, okay, what you need to do is to retreat to your household, close the door and, you know, sort of bunker down. You've got everything you need in those four walls. You've got each other and just make do. And that's a reality of where we're at. That's what we're having to do. But I don't think that's a Christian response to kind of go, we've got everything we need in these four walls. At the moment, we have to be in these four walls, but we don't have each other in regular physical presence. And so I don't think we can say that we have everything we need in our little households or our nuclear families. I think we, as church communities have the opportunity to do some hard reflection about what we actually mean when we say we're church family, when we're people who can't physically meet with each other in the way that we're used to, this kind of compels us to kind of reevaluate this language that we use casually. Um, but I think now's the time for us to come to grips with that. I, you know, I, if we get to the end of this, whatever the end look like, looks like, whenever it is, but if we get to the end of this and we kind of open our household doors and we emerge out and we turn up to church for the first week and we sort of look at each other and say, well, look, it was really hard, but we got through it because we had everything we needed behind those doors. 
I think not only would that be a, a missed opportunity, I think it would actually be a bit of a tragedy um, mm. that it, we haven't taken advantage of this time to do some hard thinking about the blessings and the privilege it is to be each other's family within the church. Um, and I think that right there is distinctive, isn't it? Like the football club that I'm a part of, they're not calling me up to see how I'm going. They don't care how my kids are going, my family's going, my work situation is going. Um, but churches are in that space and can do and should be doing something that is unique because of who God has made them. So can I ask, what are the opportunities then you're seeing for single people right now at this time? Well, I think modelling that is really important. You know, that we were planning on, um, we had a single-minded conference scheduled for May 9 this year. It's now been postponed to, we hope, October 31st, but I guess we need to play that by year too. But um, the, the theme of that was family matters, how Jesus challenges our notions of family, church and belonging. And we were going to look at what does the Bible have to say about what it is to be church family together, married and single. Um, I feel like we're getting the really intense practical session before we get to actually the theory of it at the conference. Um, because now is the time for singles to be doing that thinking as well, not just to kind of delegate it to our church pastors and the married people in our churches, but to model what it means for them to be brothers and sisters with their married friends as well. Um, what, how, instead of just sort of sitting back and thinking, right, well, I want people to care for me in this period, in this season, how do I care for others? And that's incredibly challenging. I, I look at my married friends who are suddenly, you know, at home all day, every day with their kids being trying to work their own jobs and educate their kids and keep life just in some sort of normality or new normality. And I want to, I want to help. I want to do something to lighten the load. I want, I, I don't, but I, I can't, I, I can't leave this house. <laughs> um, and so part of the challenge for me as a single person is asking, how do I love you during this period? Um, how can I serve you? How can I be praying for you? Um, Just to our listeners out there, can I encourage you to, and, I, you know, I, Danny, you can scold me for my use of my language. Can I encourage you to adopt a single? You know, so chatting to a... Yeah, good language. Chatting to a, yeah, chatting to a single, uh, well, chatting to a church planner in New Zealand, he spoke about... Uh, how the within 48 hours they were they were locked down in New Zealand. They didn't have time to do a whole bunch of stuff. One of the things he wishes that he that he did was you know include include a couple of vulnerable people in their network and and actually include them in com, you know in conversations and physical touch. So they were part of their their bubble. That's the language the the Kiwis are using. So that yeah. when you know police question them, it was. This person, we've been meeting with these people for a long time. We've had physical contact. They're in our, they're in our bubble, you know. So can I encourage um, able able families, able people to adopt a single person and uh, and bring them into your isolation bubble now while you can. Include them in meals. Uh, do that early so that you can care for them well when it you know when and if it gets worse than what it has been. And on that language, like I don't, I think that's a good word to use. Um, I actually think the concept of adoption is something that we Christians need to do more thinking about because we're actually, I think the trick is you're not just adopting a single into your family. The reality is we've all been adopted mm. into mm. one new family. Um, and so if we think about the language of adoption in that way, it makes, you know, it makes complete sense to use it in this context. 
So my top three must-have resources for singleness during COVID. Uh, there's a great care checklist that has been put together by Reach Australia on the GenevaPush.com forward slash COVID-19 page. Check that out. I think it's really useful for churches just to work through that, see where they're uh, hitting the mark, see where they're not hitting the mark. And then there's a couple of articles. Uh, Danny's already referenced the New York Times article. There's an APA article as well that I'll put on there just on isolation and getting us to think about that and how we respond. And then the fourth resource, uh, Danny, uh, as she's already said, chairs the Single-Minded Conference. They've got a whole bunch of resources on their webpage. So check out www.singlemindedconference.com for a whole bunch of resources that you can check out as well. And we'll put the link as always in the show notes. Well, Danny, that brings us to the end of the show. What's the one thing people should be taking away when it comes to singleness during COVID? I don't know if this is an answer to the actual question because I'm going to say it's not actually about singleness at all. It's about what it is to be church family together. Mm. It's about being brothers and sisters, married, divorced, widowed, separated, never married, whatever that is, whoever we are, whichever church community you belong to, now is the time to really do some serious thinking about what it means to be part of that family together. Wilson, if you've liked what you've heard today on The One Thing, we'd appreciate if you just took a moment to rate the show on iTunes, even leave a, leave a comment. I do want to thank who, someone who will be known in the not-too-distant future as Reverend Dr. Danny Trawick for coming <laughs> on the show today. It's been excellent to have you. Thanks, Danny. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. I'm Derek Hanna. I'm Scott Sanders. Chat soon.